<laughs> Rajni, what's wrong? Tom, I have a script and I don't know what to do with it. Should I burn it? Feed it to my cat? You need some writer's group therapy. Welcome to Writers Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Ready for your session? The doctor is in. Okay. The age-old debate. Good versus evil. Evil wins. Evil wins every time. Wow, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just All right, kidding. Enough said. We know, we know Tom's thoughts on the subject. No, okay, so... This has always bothered me, and I'm not like a, su- like a big superhero. Like, I don't follow all the comics and stuff like that, but why is it that whenever there's a good versus evil thing, it's like there's one evil person and, like, ten good guys that have to go up against him. I'm like, what message are we sending people? Why is evil so much stronger than good? Well, it's the lure of the dark side, just like in Star Wars. You know, you have Darth Vader and his whole empire versus this ragtag group of rebels. So, and the Jedi, in their few numbers, were trying to keep peace in the whole universe. So, if everybody's good, then it's easy, but when you have evil they're able to advance their cause more widely and control people. Okay, but if evil people. is that strong, then it should be able to just stamp out good immediately. If it's that strong. Think about it. You know, like, using Star Wars as an example, using any superhero movie as an example, especially things like The Avengers, Justice League, where there's a group of good guys, The Incredibles, right? They're just kind of chipping away at the bad guy. You know, they're kind of just, like, poking and prodding him and annoying him a little bit. If evil is that much stronger, which they always show it in the movies because it's, like, pretty much total control of the entire world, universe, what have you, they should just be able to step on light like it's a bug and stomp it out. Well, that's the enduring spirit of of the good. The good have to, you know, survive enough to overcome the evil. So it's the test of your ability, of your of your character to be able to overcome all those obstacles. If it were easy, then then we'd be living under the rule of all the good guys. They would be... Um, in fact, there are some superhero stories in the Justice League universe where Superman decides that, forget it, I'm just going to rule over everyone because they're so evil and I can control everyone because I can just zap them with my eye beams. And Which then that makes him a bad guy. Exactly. But in his mind, and this is the thing with evil in any story, is the bad guy is always the hero of their own story. In Star Wars, Darth Vader just thinks he's trying to bring peace and order to the universe. But sometimes bringing peace and order means stomping out creativity and individuality and freedom of choice and freedom of will. Because if people do whatever they want, then you have people who are going to abuse that freedom and do be it bad things. So the question is, at what point does you know oppressing evil people or bad people for the good of the society, become evil in itself. But the good people are always weaker, and they have their own besetting faults, you know, so they have a little bit of darkness in them, whereas the evil guys are like 100% evil, except for Wonder Woman. We've discussed this before. She's a little too perfect. I loved the movie, but she has no character flaws. She's She has no weaknesses. She fights the Nazis, not a hair out of place, you know, nothing. Like, there's nothing, you know, she, she's not, you know, super tempted by Steve, and that could be a besetting flaw. There's nothing that gets her. She's a little naive. 
she's new to in the movie in the Wonder Woman movie this past summer. She was a little naive. She's new to the world of man, and she doesn't understand war. For example, like how can you know one side be good when it's still killing people on the other side? I so, didn't view that as a flaw. Well, it's not a flaw of hers, but it's her perspective on the universe. She's the outsider coming into the world of man, and she still has to learn about it. So it's ignorance in a way, you know. I, I think that's a stretch. I okay. really do. I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, she's a newbie to the world, and so she has to understand yeah. the way the world works. You can't just go into the party and smack the bad guy down. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that naivete isn't a hindrance. Yeah. It doesn't hurt her cause in any way. If anything, it because it's so pure... Because she has such a pure love for, you know, mankind and saving people, it makes it stronger. Yeah. You know? Well, but then you've got someone like a Batman who is, uh, you know, un- focused so strongly on, on, on fighting bad that he himself is very dark. And he sacrifices his own, you know, his own personal life. Like, he has, you know, Bruce Wayne is more of the secret identity than Batman is. He's more Batman than he is Bruce Wayne, really. Bruce Wayne is a, a, fict- a fiction that he wears so people will think he's this playboy billionaire or whatever, whereas his true calling, his true identity is actually Batman. So he sacrifices, you know, part of his person to be the hero, like they say in the movie, that we need, not that we deserve or, or, or whatever. But the, he the still has some flaws. Like, he's prone to anger and he mm-hmm. can be a little, like... Of an aloof he jerk. Crosses like he's got the that line. douchebaggy mm-hmm. vibe, you know. Um, I wonder, I mean, maybe if the light side was a little too perfect, maybe we wouldn't want to watch those movies. Oh, right. You know, if you go to heaven and everything's flowers and roses and unicorns, you know, a lot of people think, well, that's kind of boring. Like, South Park actually made hell out to be the fun place. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, Taking dark and light as extremes, of course, most of the characters in most movies are somewhere in the middle. So, like the Marty, which Mc- we identify with, right? Better with yeah. like Marty McFly in Back to the Future Two. You know, he's just a kid who's trying to, you know, save his friends and his family, but he's the one who gets the sports almanac because he's greedy. He wants to be able to go back in time and then bet on, you know sports things and do what Biff actually does and make all the money and take over the town. So, so you know, there's the internal flaws of the hero and then you even have the anti-heroes like Mad Max and and uh, uh, I'm trying to think some of the Suicide Squad people, you know, they're bad guys doing good mm-hmm. whether they want to or not. Grew from Grew. Despicable Me. Yeah, yeah, Grew, you know, where they learn to be good or they learn the value of you know, working together like the Suicide Squad or, you know, we throw, you know, different kinds of people together and you have the good and the bad actually interacting and um, trying to find, you know, altruistic endeavors that they can actually help people with. So are we kind of beyond the, because I feel like maybe in the 80s and 90s, people really liked the good versus evil and it's clear cut and you know who's bad, but now we're kind of moving to a trend where, the, the bad guy can be good, you know, mm-hmm. and it's cool, and you can you actually kind of like that. And, and if the good guy turns bad, you kind of don't mind it. Well, in, in the uh, Marvel universe, we've got the Punisher, who is a vengeful character who whose family was killed, and then he starts taking revenge on all those people who are bad. And there are some other people in the same universe. In fact, the 
the Netflix series, there's a big question of whether or not he's good or bad. We don't know because there are the heroes who say you can't go around doing that because that's not right. That's evil to kill or whatever. Do justice in your, you know, to be your own judge, jury, and executioner, so to speak. But my, my point is, my question is, why do we like that? Why is there that trend? Well, we all like to see the bad guy get it, you know, <laughs> to get what the, he's he's got coming. Because and if you write a really bad character, like you're really ready for that. When you get to that point in the story, and 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 you're like, okay, here it comes, and the good guy finally, you know, gets the bad guy, and then you're like, yeah, he gets what's coming to him. Now, and this is or one do of, we like knowing that bad guys can be redeemed as well? Maybe we're a little mm-hmm. more compassionate as a society. Well, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, does redeem himself at the end of Return of the Jedi. He throws the Emperor down the hole into the blows up and saves Luke. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that one, as Luke always said, there is still good in you. So mm-hmm. nobody is ever completely evil or completely good. There's always, you know, which hum- makes it a little more humanity realistic, in there. Yeah, you know, because it's not so clear cut. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna laugh because you know how much I love this show. But in My Little Pony, I think they've redeemed every single bad guy except for two. Oh yeah, one because he's a spirit. I don't think they could ever reach him, and the other one just I don't know. I think they needed another. I, bad I didn't guy. know there were bad guys in My there, Little Pony. There actually are. I think there's at least four or five. Yeah, and they've redeemed pretty much every single one. And I mean, you know, it fits with the theme. Friendship is magic, so of course uh. they're gonna want to forgive people and very strong themes um, of forgiveness and you know accepting people. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's a bigger trend now to have the lines be blurred with quote-unquote bad guys or good guys, not everybody is 100% bad or 100% good. And we kind of like having when people turn or are redeemed. Mm-hmm. Well, there's always the, uh, you know, walking a mile in someone else's shoes. So, again, the, the so-called bad guys got his own story. So what's driving him? And it could have come out of something positive that then he turned dark. So uh, anything, anybody with power can abuse it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So. And sometimes and, you might think you're doing right and it's really not mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And in many stories, the good guy, you know, befalls some horrible thing that drives him into vengeance or anger or whatever. Batman especially, you know, um, where he's walks that thin line, you know, whether he's you know going to act on those impulses and actually kill the bad guy instead of just capturing him and putting him in jail, you know. And like you would say, like you said at the start, there's always uh, more, you know, more bad guys and, you know, and just a couple good guys. And they always have to, uh, you know, prove that they can overcome the bad guys. So. So what do you guys think? Do you prefer your characters to be clear cut or do you like it when their, their motivations and their, uh, their personalities are a little bit uh, skewed as far as being completely one or the other? Inside. Tweet at us yeah. at WG Therapy. Or check us out at writersgrouptherapy.com. Show notes will also be there online. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. We'll see you guys next week.